recording. Welcome to See You in Sunday School. We're going to be looking at sharing love here, okay? So um, I got Sylvia in the waiting room and Pastor in the waiting room, and they're going to come in now. Um, so they're joining us. Okay, sharing love. We're in the book of Acts. This is a unique scripture, you all. Um, all right, Dina is coming in now. And this scripture here, all right, hang on, I got another one popping in. All right, I think I got everybody now. I don't see anybody else popping up. All right, so this scripture here is the fourth chapter of Acts. This is, I'm not going to say it controversial, but it's always been interesting to me when I see this scripture and it talks about the multitude of them that believe were of all one heart, one soul, neither say any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. All things in common. To the point that they sold everything, they distributed it, and laid it at the feet of the apostles. That's verse 35. And now I want, I want you to look at verse, verse 36. And Joseph, who is actually Barnabas, which is interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, in the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, brought the money, and laid it to the apostles' feet. Okay, now let's 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 look at him. He's a Levite, and you know, actually, when they start dividing land, when they crossed the Jordan under Joshua, the Levites actually didn't get in the land. Their sole purpose was to actually work the temple. But here, Barnabas actually had some land. So we can easily say that, okay, they were not practicing back in the day that they were, but he just turned everything over. He sold it, brought the money, and we know that he accompanied Paul on a missionary journey. And he became very prominent in the church in winning souls. So my first question is, let me see, can I get to it now? My first question is, why was communion given, communion given and living essential for the Jews in the early church? Why was that so important? Why was that essential? All right, not everybody. Why is that so important? Maybe they were being persecuted a lot. 
Can you hear me? Uh-huh. Okay, they were being persecuted a lot. And so, um, okay. you know, just giving, and, and it helped, it encouraged them. And the ones that, that didn't have were encouraged because of the because they were given to I mean and it wasn't anybody saying oh I got this I got that but they had they were all together they were one they felt one because they had what everybody else had and it wasn't nobody that had more and, okay. and because of the persecution I mean they just they they needed that because it was an early church they were just getting started okay and they needed to be together Okay. Need to have unity. Now, now, I, I want you also to think about this right here, which is which is really unique. When Jesus was here on earth with them, notice he fed the five thousand. He fed the twenty thousand. He multiplied it. So even on one occasion, they were just coming just to eat. <laughs> He made note of that. So, I, and I know every time we discuss this in church, we always look at our welfare system that we have today. And we say it was essential back in that day and time because they didn't have social security. They didn't have the system that we have set up in our society now. So that next question is what's an important question. I want you to dig a little bit deeper why were trustworthy leaders so important to the early church? Why was they so important to the early church? I think they were very important to the early church because during this time, they were still trying to spread Christianity and you didn't want to sway anybody the wrong way or say the wrong things to get pretty much the religion abolished. Okay. Okay. Because it's, it said it's infancy. Infancy. I think that's the word I'm trying to think. Do you all think we need trustworthy leaders today? <laughs> hey. More today. Of course me. we do. I would say, of course we do. Okay. I and mean, I also think it was important in the early days because um, they had to set an example then so that people now could know how to follow that. Right. Okay. That's, that's very good. I hadn't thought about that. Barnabas definitely set the example. All right. All right. With that being said, let's move to the next question. I know. My, um, I got these screens and I'm trying to move to my next one. All right. What positive and descriptive nickname would you like to have regard to your service for Christ? Now, remember now, his name was Joseph. Then they changed and called him Barnabas. But his real name was Joseph. Barnabas means son of encouragement. So what nickname do you think you would like to have? Because, you know, they changed names back in the Bible. I like that question. <laughs> do, 
because it puts it directly in the individual's face. It makes us think, how are we serving? What are we doing for the kingdom? Yeah. And can you and can you put that in a name? I like that question. Yeah. Uh huh. Got well, you on that one. <laughs> well, for me personally, I, I would use ninja because ninjas are quiet. They okay. move slow, but they move precisely. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All yeah. right. Okay. And then digging deeper, what do you need to do to move towards such a bestowal of recognition? So once you come up with your name, what do you need to do to be recognized like son of consolation, son of encouragement, Barnabas? <laughs> That's something to think about now. <laughs> you know, I, we, think, I, think, I think your walk of life should depict your name. Your ways and actions should represent the name of the person that you really represent. Okay. 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 Huh. Hmm. Hmm. All right. All right. Let's 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 move on. Because these two characters here, I you know these. Ananias and Safari. Now, if you notice, it says sold a possession, and they kept back part of the prize, his wife also being private to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostle's feet. And then what happened? Peter said, thou hast not lied unto me, but unto God. He, he gave up the ghost. Sapphira came in three hours later. And tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yeah, for so much. And she gave up the ghost. She died. Mm, mm, mm. You know, what's interesting, if you look at that last verse, it says, and great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. A good example there. So why was the lie of Ananias and Sapphira so serious? Why was their lie so serious? Because we lie, you know, now, but we don't die from it. But why were their lie so serious? Well, I think that once, once you let one thief in, <laughs> and that character <laughs> manifests itself to some other thieves no you got a den of thieves and and unfortunately it matriculates even into today's society you can yeah. take any worthwhile project mm -hmm. and put good people over it and it'd be a good thing for the populace but you mess around there and let one person come in there with a corrupt thought and then, unfortunately, it spreads like wildfire. And the next thing you know, you have a problem. So 
to nip that situation in the bud right then and there would eliminate that Wi-Fi from continuing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think I think and our daughter said it earlier, we're looking at a church that was at an emphasis stage. So we had to make sure we had trustworthy leaders, we had people that do doing things that were not lying because they had purpose in their heart that they was going to give everything and not keep a portion for themselves. Mm. So digging a little bit deeper, does the Holy Ghost respond to lies or hypocrisy in the church today as he did in the early church? Why or why not? Oh, boy. Thank God the Holy Spirit doesn't respond like that because we have a lot of dead saints in the church. (laughs) You know, you know, when you preach today, you talked about grace. There we go. Thank God for his grace. <laughs> Thank God for grace. <laughs> it's something to think about, you all. You know, Uncle Mickey. Yes, uh huh. I think this question leads back to your first question on why servant leaders are so important. Because if servant leaders were constantly corrupt and, you know, not doing the right thing, then everybody would just be dead like the religion would not get anywhere yeah but because that we have servant leaders and people that are always trying to do good always have good intentions the holy ghost doesn't have to respond in death mm-hmm. all the time yeah i think it's kind of like a way of i think the response is kind of leading you to god when you do when you are corrupt and you do lie and steal yeah <laughs> You know, what does our history teach us? Especially when we have leadership that's lying and stealing. Um, usually, it, 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 it's not going to fan out well for them. There's, there are some things that usually are going to happen to them um, before it's all over with. And you're going to get, you're, you're, it's going to be brought to light is what I'm trying to say. Um, and I know it seemed like it's not brought to light as quickly as we want it to, but eventually you'll see their downfall. So the next question. So how does this lesson cause you to rethink your own given pattern? Mm. How does this lesson cause you to rethink your own given pattern. Good evening, Mr. Bacon family. All right. Hey, wait, 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 you went back on mute there, Roy. Concern is integrity from my lively standhood. Okay. And Honesty and having a strong moral principle. 
I taught my two sons when they got out of age. There's three things I want you to understand. Consistency, integrity, and fair. And they live with that today. I think, I don't know that now. But that's time when you have had some crossed up in your livelihood, jobs or whatever it may be. And some people's not fair. And I have told them all the jobs, which is two I've been on for 25 years and 10 on another one. There's two things we're gonna have to straighten out is fairness. Mm -hmm. No matter what color, race, or creed. And I have had a confrontation with one that no matter what color you are, you might not treat me right, mm -hmm. but treat me fair. Okay. So that's what basically this is sums it all up. Strong moral principles, values, and consistency. Okay. God bless. All right. All right. Okay. I, I like the way you put that. So let, let's go a little bit deeper. Okay. Look at that next question. How important are the additional consideration of Luke 3 and 1, 3, 11, and 18.22 to your answer. So, so you mentioned three things there. Your morals, you said principles. What was the other thing you said? Morals, principle, help me out. Integrity. Integrity. And fair. And fair. All right, so, so that first verse, 3.11, who, who actually John the Baptist is saying this to him. He's out there and he is baptizing. He's in the wilderness. Everybody's coming out. He's actually calling them vipers. And he said to them, he answered and said unto them, he that has two coats, let him impart to him that has none. He that has meat, let him do likewise. So even with the repenting, sometimes we forget that the message that John is even saying is about giving. And then look at what Jesus says. And when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, you know where that come from, the rich man? You like right. this now one thing, even though you've done everything, you kept the whole law, you've done it all, you like it's one thing, sell all that thou hast, give unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, come and follow me. That, that giving, why is that sometimes so hard to do? I mean, what, what do y'all think about that? Because it started out with John the Baptist. Sometimes we forget that. But then it moved on, and Jesus gave a beautiful example with the rich man. Even though he had everything, okay? He had the morals. He had the integrity. But what he didn't have he didn't have that giving spirit. What do y'all think about that? How important is that? Into all, you have to have a pure heart to give. Okay. Okay, you got to have a pure heart to give. I agree with that. And this is not a curveball, but. Uh... Possibly, I'm using weasel words here, possibly uh, many individuals find it easier to give money than to give time. That's real good there. And uh, if we look at things in terms of ministry, ministry, 
possible. Yes, money is absolutely needed. But sometimes you can have the money and not the people to execute what needs to be done mm-hmm. properly. So we need to think about when we give, give money, yes. But also who's going to give the time so you can put legs and feet to that ministry. Yep. I like that. Yep, that, that's so good. Silver, you wrote a piece the other day on a talk, talk to us about that piece you wrote. Was that servant leadership? Can you can you elaborate? I only saw a little piece of it. Are you talking about me? Um the piece I had to do for my English class about if I want to join the military uh-huh. and being like a servant leader. Right. What's, what's, so you, how, how, did you, how, how did you come about that? What does that really mean? Being a servant leader? Uh-huh. Well, to me, being servant, a servant leader means that, you know, you have to have intentions to benefit someone else, you know, okay. rather you are putting in effort or not the benefit the it's pretty much okay i'm sorry i'm because i'm kind of i was i was thinking about my paper and i was okay to me a servant leader means that you are constantly giving into your community Mm -hmm. you know people rely not really rely on you but you're dependable okay you know like if i called you and say hey can you help me move this or can you help me with this you'll either you know help me come up with a solution or you'll do it Rather than someone, you know, let me just give you thirty dollars to hire a moving company. Right. You know? Right. 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 Okay. All right. I know I got some more people thinking. Okay. I know I got some. Somebody else want to say something? Who's that? Carla. Okay. Yeah. It was making me think. You know, will I give in a way that is needed? Or will I give in a way that is convenient to me? Oh. Which kind of ties back into what the other brother said about how it's just easy to give money, but money may not be what that person needs. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that may inconvenience us. They may need somebody to just drop by and check on them and just talk to them or take them some food or, you know, so it may not always just be money. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, I, I appreciate you all. Um, I know my time I went over. Uh, I don't want to cut anybody off. I know some sign in late that we got Brina. I know um, you usually have something to say. Is still Brina still on? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, what you thinking about? I mean, overall, what I've heard is really good. Everybody made some really good points. But the dig deeper was really good, too, because it just made me think on the level of we in society made us make us feel as though if we have a lot of stuff, then we are. I don't know. I feel like we are like more superior of someone else. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's hard for us to let go of what other material things that we have, because basically we're materialistic. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're right about that. Thank you, Brother McLeod, bringing that out. You know, I'm, I want to end um, on this note. Let me get to my last slide here. Faith and fraud cannot coexist. Dishonesty within the church can destroy it and must be dealt with severely. And I think that's what Ricky was saying. 
when we yield our hearts to the spirit, we know that he sees our deeds and blesses them. So when you, when you, when, when Deborah always tell me, and I know she's on here, that when it comes on your mind to make that phone call, make it. That's right. You know, when it, when, when the spirit leads you to do it, go and do it. You never will know why. The spirit knows why. So we are living in a, in a dispensation age with the Holy Spirit. And we actually have to be led by the spirit of God. Okay. So that, that, that's it. You all, I appreciate it. Um, we actually did it in 24 minutes. Okay. <laughs> all right. Getting participation from everyone. I know I got some just actually just was able to sign on and they had problems. And I think we have worked out the kinks with that. Um, Amen, Dean Baker. Yes. <laughs> I was listening, it just wasn't in. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> Bless you. Yeah, that's okay. But I appreciate you all. So this week, hey, the subject was sharing love. So this week, figure out how you can share love. This Thanksgiving, you know? Yes, so yes. Figure out how you can share love with someone that it might be in need. Again, I appreciate you all uh, joining us, and I'll see you all next Sunday. Awesome. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. God bless, Pastor. God bless you, too. Stay safe out there. <laughs> Y'all will do. Pastor Grant, if you're on anywhere, Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And everyone, be safe, be cautious, be happy. Stay at peace and not in pieces. <laughs> Bless you. Thank <Man>. hey, <laughs> All right, you all. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.